Boom, what's going on, solopreneurs? I'm excited for today's episode because I have one of my friends and personal mentors on the show. His name is Rob Reimer, and he's going to share with us how we've been able to kill it, crush it with the setter closer model. Ever since we implemented this in our company, we've definitely seen people close more deals, have more success, and grow as a company. So you're not going to want to miss this episode. Take notes, let us know what you think, and without further ado we'll get into the episode look in the solar business there's really only two types of people there's the ones that crush it make six seven and eight figures and then there's everyone else the question is which one will you be over the last four years we've studied the sharpest solar sales and marketing professionals and how they build multi-million dollar incomes using only the best sales and marketing strategies so how do these solarpreneurs do what they do and what makes them so successful? This podcast is your answer. Join us and thousands of sales pros, marketers, and entrepreneurs as we take the solar industry by storm and uncover what it takes to sell more solar with less effort. Welcome to the Solarpreneur Podcast. What's going on, solarpreneurs? Hopefully my voice doesn't sound like it just woke up, because I've been up for a while now. But I'm here with the one and the only Rob Reimer. Rob, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Tay. Yeah. So uh, I know it's not his favorite thing to come on shows like this. We were just talking before the shoot about, uh, you know, like how Marshawn Lynch would come on press releases and always say he's just here because he gets paid, and Rob's pretty much doing the same thing, but... Um, I don't have to, well, we usually don't pay our guests, Rob, but <laughs> okay. we'll see if I can, uh, get you some extra sales, because Rob is actually our president of sales and our, uh, head honcho here at New Power. So, um, Rob, we're stoked to have you on, because pretty much a legend, and I know you're not big on social media and all that, but, um, you are pretty much a legend, I would say, in the solar industry. So tell us, how did you get into the industry, and why did you switch from alarms? Because that was your background. Yeah, a lot of other guys. Well, thanks, Tay. Um, yeah, I did alarms for five summers, and it went great. Um, I liked it a lot. Um, we started having kids, and um, with alarms, you travel for the summer, so you go out for you know four or five months or whatever to some random city, and then you're gone knocking for. I don't know, 10 hours a day or something like that. And so uh, as we had two boys, two little boys at the time, and uh, it was just a matter of, of like a better lifestyle, I guess, more like sort of normal hours. And so um, Chance Allred, I don't know if you know him or not, but he owned, yeah. he was one of the owners of Platinum. You interview him yet? Uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> Maybe hook us up. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll text him. See if I can get. Him, I'll see if I can get him to do a podcast. That'd be cool. Um, he uh, he was the owner of the alarm company um, that we, me, Thomas, and Matt uh, worked for. Okay. And then he became the, uh, I don't know, like the the head dude for solar or one of them at Vivin. Mm-hmm. So he just convinced me to come over to solar and sent me down to San Diego. Um, and I was supposed to be down in San Diego for maybe like a month. It was mm-hmm. kind of like a rush. He was like, hurry, you got to go. So we came down to San Diego. We were down there for like six months and just kind of kept going. And then uh, mm-hmm. got out of it for a little bit. 
and then came back. Um, and I, I mean, it was good. It was a good transition um, coming over to solar. I've, I've liked it a lot. Um, I like being able to uh, offer something that's saving people money instead of costing them money. Mm-hmm. And so it was a good transition, but that's kind of how, like the alarm company went out of business and then um, Platinum, the company that we work for, and then and then Chance started running solar. So it kind of just brought us over. Nice. Because you were making, what, 300 plus grand in the summer just doing alarms, eh? I mean, I was doing well. I was doing well. It was, uh, I guess I just had like a knack for it. Yeah. I don't know. So it was, it was, I was going, things were going, things were going good. Yeah. 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 He's been a champion in, um, in solar. I know you've had some soup, some huge days as well. So when you came out, were you having success right off the get go from the beginning? Would you say when you made the switch to solar? Uh, yeah, I, I would say so. I, I think like, because I had spent, I mean, I had knocked, I don't know, I don't know, even know how many doors, but signed up a lot of people in alarms and all of them, you're, you're building a bunch of value and creating value in an alarm system, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then bringing up a monthly fee, you know, but you wait to do that until you've built enough value in mm-hmm. the alarm. But with solar, it was, it was the opposite. Um, they already basically had it. It was just electricity. Mm-hmm. And so I, I knew that everybody I talked to already had what I was offering. They already had electricity and I was just going to save them money. And so to me, it was like going house to house with everyone that had an alarm system already, but they were paying like, like a hundred bucks a month or something for their alarm. And then yeah. I was going to save them money. Yeah. And that, that rarely happened in alarms. And so, so yeah, I did, I did pretty good. I think I did like three my first day or something like that. And then just kind of went from there. That's awesome. So you started with Vivint, um, and then you, yeah, new power you came on. What was that? About three, four years ago, something like that. Yeah, I don't. Um, it's probably even longer than that. It's probably like, I, I mean, maybe five years ago or four years ago. Okay. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I came on as like uh, as like the trainer. Yeah. So I would. I had left. I had left Vivint, and I went to Colorado or my wife's from and was doing alarms there for like, I don't know, six months or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then I started doing solar out there and that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, I had a buddy of Vivek that kind of like brought me back down to San Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, and then I was with, I was back and I had left because I just was, uh, I just was frustrated with some of the ops and stuff like that and the processes of getting jobs installed. Mm -hmm. But they had said that those problems were fixed. And so, um, so I came back. Yeah. But then they weren't really fixed. (laughs) So then then I, I kind of started looking around and then, uh, talked to Thomas and made my way over to new power. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been, he's helped new power grow a ton ever since. So it's been awesome. So we're, definitely fortunate that whatever company that was um, <laughs> was having issues with the installs but uh, so Rob's pretty much um, he's he's huge I would say his strength is in like knocking doors I've been on the doors with him he can talk to anyone he can get anyone to set up an appointment it's rare that he's not going to book an appointment on the doors he's a master at like turning someone from not interested 
And I think that's just because of the fact that he's super clear. That's what we learned a lot in our training. You just be super clear on the doors, get across what we're trying to say, and then don't come across as like salesy in what other people are trying to say. Um, so walk us through, what's your idea behind like the door approach for all, like what are you trying to get people? How have you been so, so successful with that? Because I think that's definitely your strength. Thanks. Um, I think it's just a matter of uh, giving people an understanding of exactly what you're doing because I think a lot of guys will try to have like a smoke and mirrors kind of like, not like they're trying to trick them or lie or, or anything like that, but they'll have an approach where the, the homeowner probably doesn't really know what they're doing and it takes them a while and the idea is kind of, I don't know if the idea is to confuse them or, or whatever, but I mean, I really know, but what I've found is that when I'm just really clear, um, that things go well. Yeah. I think that the homeowners are, you know, they're not stupid. Um, and the thing with solar is they're already overpaying for electricity. Yeah. And so just being able to reason with them and just be like, you're already paying for this. We can save you money mm -hmm. and it doesn't cost anything to switch. It's pretty, it's pretty simple. It's, I mean, it's, I mean, Geico is, I mean, it's a, I don't know how big they are, but billions, trillions, I don't know. Yeah. But it's just, their whole thing is just funny commercials and they save you money. Yeah. That's it. And like yeah. people sign up all the time. <laughs> and so yeah. it's, I think if you're just clear and, and likable and you're just there to save them money, um, like immediately and long-term, mm -hmm. um, and then there's all the other benefits of adding value to the house and all the other things like that, but I think if, if the homeowner like understands, you know, just like direct TV's dish going on the roof for free because you're going to pay for the channels, mm -hmm. the system would, would go up for free because, you know, you're going to pay for the power or because you're going to pay a monthly fee that goes towards owning it or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I just think it's a good idea. And so yeah. if, but and if a homeowner like understands how it works, then the whole too good to be true thing goes away. Mm -hmm. um, and the, and I think anytime there's like cloudiness or gray area, then it shuts them down. Yeah. And like, if they were to be a hundred percent honest with you on the doors, they would say, I don't understand what you're saying and I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> yeah. But what they end up saying is, you know, I'm not interested or, you know, my spouse is gone or, you know, whatever. It's just some, something to say to kind of be yeah. nice and save face or whatever. But, yeah, yeah. but I think that if they, if they really understand, like if you can really get it into their mind that it will be cheaper. Um, it w the, the monthly will not go up, um, at least at new power. Mm -hmm. And then they'll eventually own it. They'll own, they'll own the system. It's not a rental or a PPA or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, then it's just a better idea. It's just, it really is kind of a no brainer. Every time I hire someone that I, I keep on telling what we do mm -hmm. until they say, why doesn't everybody do this? Or mm -hmm. I want to get my parents to do this or whatever. And so I don't really describe the job or talk much about anything like that just because it, 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 when you can get someone to the point where they actually know what you're saying, they actually understand it, yeah. then they're way more likely to act. Sure, sure. Yeah, <clears throat> that's definitely something I learned from you. It's just keeping it simple. And then when people are saying not interested, it's usually just saying they don't understand and really they don't want more information. Yeah. So that's something I didn't think about, but Rob's definitely trained us up on that. And also, when I first came on, I remember when you started giving more and more trainings and stepping up more and more in new power. Yeah. 
at first I'm like, gosh, Rob, seems like he's giving like the same training every time. Yeah. <laughs> he's saying the same stuff. He's like not changing his training. Yeah. But I'm like, why is this guy doing it? But I've come to realize it's because he's keeping it so simple and it's just the same principles that we need to do out there. Like yeah. nothing really changes. Right. So what I've learned is that whether it's on the doors or like training reps, stuff like that, pretty much you're just teaching the same stuff, just right. a different spin on it. Right. Just thinking of a different way to teach it. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's what you've been successful with. So I think that's what you're trying to drill on the reps as is just doing the same simple things. Right. And uh, just drilling in their heads, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, everybody always has like their spin. They're like, oh, well, I'm trying it this way or I'm trying it that way. Yeah. And, and I think that there's obviously new things to learn all the time. And, you know, things, I think over time, things will change and there's always a better way to do something. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think the basics are just keeping it really clear and simple. And yeah. then you'll probably get the best result. I, th- I think in terms of like, you know, high percentage shots, like in basketball, mm-hmm. um, if you just keep things really simple, it's more like a layup, you know, yeah. or a free throw or something like that. And, yeah. And although people make threes and they make half court shots and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, they're high on a percentage basis. They're, they miss more of those. Yeah. And so, um, keeping things really simple and helping the homeowner actually understand exactly what you're trying to say, you know, cutting out all the fat, taking out all the fluff, mm-hmm. I think, uh, is a, is a higher percentage shot and yeah. so you'll make more of them for sure. And something else I like that Rob does too is just a ton of comparisons. You've already heard him make several in this podcast, but I mean, he's making basketball comparisons and especially to homeowners out there, you've got all sorts of comparisons that help it keep it simple for them. And I think that's key too, is like, maybe they're not understanding it. If you're just saying, Hey, it's going to save you money. But if you're comparing it to, I don't know, a cell phone tower in their yard Right. Or a water well in their backyard. Right. Just yeah. like something that, that, that you can compare it to. I think that's what we've learned too. Do you have any other comparisons that you like to use for homeowners around when you're out there? Yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, the first one that I started using a lot back, um, back when I was knocking was the gas station analogy. Mm-hmm. And although it's like kind of a different thing, I think it kind of drives home the point. I'd say something along the lines of like, you know, imagine if, if Chevron offered to put an actual gas pump next to your driveway, besides like safety and fire hazards or whatever, if that wasn't an issue, um, if, if they said, if we can do this and then we'll charge you a dollar a gallon for all the gas you pump out of it and it's unlimited gas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then not only that, we won't raise the price per gallon at all for 20 years, it'll be a dollar a gallon. And then after 20 years, you would own the pump and you wouldn't have, you could pump all the gas out of it that you could, and you wouldn't have to pay anybody anything that that would be way better than just driving down the street to shell and paying $3 a gallon and having the price go up over the years and paying for it forever. Um, that, that analogy might die with with electric cars, you know, so, <laughs> yeah. but, but still like, works. it still works no now. Yeah. So we're like, like cell phone, maybe a simpler one, a cell phone. Imagine a cell phone company that, uh, offered the exact same, like unlimited data, same cell phone towers, like same signal, all that stuff, whatever, same service, yeah. but it was cheaper. Mm-hmm. And then they promised not to raise the rate for some amount of time, call it five years or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then after five years, the data was free. Like who would stick with, the regular cell phone providers that were charging more and increasing the rate over time when you could pay less, have your rate not go up and then eventually not have to pay for it, you know? 
And so, um, it's, I don't know, it's just things like that. The, the whole idea is getting the point across to the homeowner. I think if like, you know, I would, I might use both of those and more with a homeowner. And then finally there's something where it just clicks and they, they start to understand. And then, and when you're like out, you know, knocking or whatever, and, and, uh, you're talking to like a wife or a husband, if you can't get it to click, then you have to think about the conversation that that spouse is going to have with the other decision maker later. Mm-hmm. It's it's either going to be, honey, there's a solar guy who's coming later, mm-hmm. you know, and he's going to go. I don't want to talk to the solar guy. I want to watch the game, or yeah. I got to do this, or I got to work on my car, whatever, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or it's going to be, honey, we can we can have solar put up for free, and then pay less per month than we pay now, and then she understands it well enough, or he understands it well enough to be able to explain it to the spouse, and then you get your appointment. And so it's, it's, uh, if you can't give clarity to the person you're talking to, Mm -hmm. then you're just kind of doing that half court shot and and like hoping, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So for our solopreneurs, think of stuff like Rob saying, that's something that he's started getting me thinking when I'm out on the doors, I pretty much just think what comparison would Rob make? Cause I think any (laughs) question people ask, basically you answer your questions with a comparison of some sort. And it's super effective out there because you'll see people like don't listen when we make a comparison. A lot of times stuff, something will click in their head and they'll just like get it. And that's how I think a lot of concerns can be resolved. So yeah, clarity is key out there. And that's definitely something we just drill on the heads of the reps out here. Rob's still giving the same, <laughs> like, you know, name lists, clarity. Yeah. I think that's pretty much your training, right? Right. Like name list, clarity. <laughs> you're exactly right. Hours. Different, different parts of the pitch. And then you're, I mean, you're totally right. Yeah. yeah. It's not, it's not, uh, it's not that complex. It's yeah. just doing it. Yeah. I, th- I think that where, uh, the people who do really well, the first thing that they have, um, besides like being smart or whatever is, is just a good work ethic. Yeah. I think that you can plug in, um, anybody, it doesn't really matter like their physique or their look or their background. It doesn't really matter. I think that if someone's knows how to work hard, um, it's just talking. And so if you can work hard and then, and then be able to explain something simply, and if you work hard, you'll eventually learn how to do that. Yeah. You just will. That's that, that would be the result of hard work, you know? Yeah. And so I think that, uh, yeah, you're right. It is, pretty simple stuff but um and it is kind of the same old thing in the trainings but um but if people work hard and they apply it then they'll make a ton of money yeah they really will that's true because i mean we've had people over the years i remember my first summer we had a kid that was um either autistic or like partially autistic that like really little social skills you know and uh jeremy i think was his name remember that kid where is he? Uh, he was in, He was up in Corona with this kid from Idaho that came out with um, all those like living scripture guys. Like oh, Carmen yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that kid? I, uh, I didn't know that he was autistic. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> Hopefully you're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, at least, yeah, I think that's what people said. And his social <laughs> skills were definitely pretty low. <laughs> But the reason I bring it up is because, like, we saw him come out, and he probably made, he only worked here for, like, two months. I think he made, like, 15 grand, something like that. 
Got him. Two months, and he would like, he, he would just hustle out there. Yeah. I mean, people would think he was weird and stuff, but he would just hustle out there, and he would just like say what other people were saying. Yeah. And that's about it. That's about it. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, that's, I think the job is really cool. I think that it's, uh, to be able to work, you know, 20, 30 hours a week, um, like actual work and then hustle, mm-hmm. um, and then be able to just, you know, use the pitch or be really clear mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter who you are. And if you do that, you can make really good money. Yeah. So for sure. Definitely. So yeah, what we want to focus on today more than anything, well, new powers kind of transitions in the past. We just had every rep basically setting and closing their own deals, at least attempting to close. What we've transitioned to is in, um, we call it a solar pro model, but setter closer, whatever you want to call it. And we've had pretty huge success, I would say. Definitely, I think, a lot more consistent results as we've made that switch. So, um, Rob, what, what would you say? What are some of the results we've had as we've made that switch? And can you tell us a little bit about that program? Yeah, so it's just a... Um it it uh, it's just paid off of appointment set that are that's kept. Mm-hmm. Um, it used to be paid hourly, but we found that guys made more when they were being paid off of appointments that they set that were kept. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's just a position that we're sort of always hiring for, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it's a great position that you know they they go out for and they hustle for about four hours, maybe five. Mm-hmm. Monday through Friday, and they just set appointments, um, and they do a really good job. And so they they uh, they collect the usage information from the homeowner, like how much power they use, mm-hmm. um, and they submit it into an app that we have, and then we, it generates a proposal for um, the the presenters or the closers mm-hmm. to go to the appointments. Um, and then uh, yeah, it's a good program. It's it has generated. Uh, a lot of sales and very, it's very consistent. And so yeah. I think it works well because, um, it plays off of people's strengths. Mm-hmm. And so there's people who are pretty good at being able to explain like big numbers, like, you know, talk, talking finances and, and like loans and things like that, but being able to explain it simply, mm-hmm. um, and then close deals and help homeowners understand. And that's a skill set that a lot of people have. Um, and then, uh, it also sort of highlights the skill set of being able to go out and generate appointments, which is tougher than people might think, you know, yeah. to take, take nothing and turn it into an appointment with a husband and a wife or whatever, you know, all the decision makers present. Mm-hmm. And so that's a, that's a difficult thing to do too. And so both of them are, are really difficult to do. Um, but I think that when you have people focusing on, um, individual things then they'll do a lot better at those things than one person doing everything it's like like football or something you know you have different positions and so um, if if you've ever seen Tom Brady run (laughs) he can't run and so he couldn't play running back you know and so but he's probably I mean at this point the greatest quarterback ever you know and so but if he tries to run it's you know everybody kind of laughs a little bit you know what I mean and so I'm not trying to make fun of him or whatever. I'm just saying people have different skills. You skills might set. listen to this podcast and come after you, man. That's fine. <laughs> We're growing pretty big, so you I, watch your back. I, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> if he sent, like, one of his linemen, that would matter. But if, if he came, I'm not that afraid. <laughs> but my, my point is that uh, um, 
you know, people have different skill sets and there's, and if you focus on, on just your position and you hustle, then, then you'll do better. Mm -hmm. And then the overall result will be better too. True. Yeah. And it's been pretty, pretty cool to see the growth and especially with the newer reps, I think it's cool to see that they can come in and have success with it. In the past, I think we had a lot more turnover as well, just because Newer guys would come, they try to close their own deals, they get discouraged, seems I'm not closing, just kind of fizzle out because they weren't making money right off the bat because their deals weren't closing. Now with this model, they're just getting paid per appointment that's set up, then they're getting a bonus on top of uh, the deal if it closes. I mean, we've seen a ton of success. What would you say like the average rep coming in is like how many appointments are they setting a week and, and closing, do you think? I mean... Uh... I mean, there's, there's guys that come in that will do, um, we just hired a rep in San Diego. Um, and, um, I, I mean, I think she set like 13 appointments her first week. Yeah, that's crazy. But then there's guys that come in too, that will have like, you know, one or two here or there. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, those guys would have really struggled to close deals, oh, Yeah. you know, they, they probably wouldn't have closed deals. Yeah. And so, um, and so it's, it, it's. But on the on the other side of the coin, the people who do really well setting appointments, they found they found something where they can go out and hustle for four to five hours, um, and make a ton of money yeah. focusing on one thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I think that when people try to focus on on multiple things or too many things, it, they struggle. Yeah. And so I think that's why it works. But yeah, I mean, like average guys would come in, and once they kind of go through the learning curve and stuff, that you know, I don't know, set you know, five or so, maybe something like that appointments in a week, yeah. like maybe four or five appointments in a week on average. And so, um, so the guys do pretty good for, you know, working like around 20 hours a yeah. week and setting those appointments and getting paid for those appointments and then getting a bonus if the, you know, closes and installs. Yeah. So yeah, it's going really well. Yeah. And yeah, in our, in our company, we talk about like some key things that the solar pros need to do on the doors and what is it? Was it five keys or something? Five steps that we're getting them to do? Yeah. So I just I was uh, sort of brainstorming things that were sort of musts mm-hmm. for when they're out talking to people um, because I felt like if these boxes were checked, then the appointments that they'd be setting would be really solid. Yeah. And so, do you want me to go through them? Yeah, yeah, that's him. So the the first uh, must was get inside the house, and these are sort of in order of, of right. like when they would happen with the customer. Mm-hmm. So the first one is get inside the house. Um, and then that's a must. I think that if you can't get inside the house, then, then the, the homeowner may not let the presenter or the yeah, closer sure. inside the house, you know, mm-hmm. the second one, um, is build the relationship, like get to know them, like know something about them. Like they're from Ohio and love LeBron or whatever, you know? <laughs> okay. and so, and being able to take that and pass it on to the, so the they club. probably meet LeBron now, right? Yeah. Season <laughs> well, they shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> bring up championship. Yeah, I brought a But, uh, but uh, you know, whatever. Um, and then uh, that way the, the the closer knows something about him, you know, mm-hmm. is able to relate a little bit. Yeah. The third one um, is uh, get real usage. Mm-hmm. And it's not because, you know, it makes it easier and the proposal is correct. And that's that's like the B reason. The A reason is because then the, the homeowner has some skin in the game. 
because that's sort of a pain to get really used to. You have to usually call the power company. I mean, you could go over their bills with them and, and write it all down and do the math or whatever. Yeah. But usually it's probably even quicker to just call the power company and do it. Yeah. And it's just, you know, that's the way life is. If you, if you put more work or effort into something, you're more interested in the result. Yeah, sure. And so if they're like, yeah, come by tomorrow at six, whatever, see you later, then they've done almost nothing. Yeah. But if they sit with you for 20 minutes on hold with the power company while you're getting to know why they now hate LeBron, you know, or whatever, <laughs> yeah. and you become their buddy and, and, and uh, you're sitting there drinking water with them, um, then then they feel like they've invested time. And so then when they tell their spouse, like the solar person's coming and they don't want to meet, they're like, well, I spent an hour with this guy. So yeah. I want to hear what they have to say now, you know, <laughs> and so that'll help. Um, and then the fourth thing is making sure they understand the program and the process. Okay. Those two. And so the program is the what and the process is the when. Yeah. So the program would be the system goes up for free and then it's like it's maintained for free, it's clean for free, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have a cheaper bill to have it that, than what their power bill is now. Mm-hmm. And then that cheaper bill doesn't go up over time. And then after 20 years or less, um, the bill is gone and they just own the system. That's it. That's the what. And the when is like, so you're not deciding now. Um, you actually can't decide now. I just fill out a form with you um, and then submit this. And then the presenter is going to come and go over everything with you. Mm-hmm. And it's at that appointment that you're going to decide if you're going to opt in or not. You know, it's so really like kind of letting them know. Because yeah. I think that people are afraid you're like trying to get them to pull tri- too, too many triggers right then. Yeah. And so if they understand the process, they're like, okay, you know, I, I feel comfortable. Sure. The very last one is um, like really drilling down the appointment time, mm-hmm. not like Tuesday evening or, you know, Wednesday after six or something like that, but just really drilling down the exact time that it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's no gray area there, but then also making sure all of the decision makers will be there. Yeah. And so sort of, you know, we're meeting with a ton of people in the area. It's really difficult for, um, these presenters to make multiple trips to the same house. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, this is kind of a, your one shot at being able to opt into the program. Yeah. And so you got to make sure you're all here, you know, cause if, if they come and they're like, yeah, I got to talk to my wife and we probably won't even let you opt in, you know, cause yeah. I mean, if, as a, if I were a closer, I would just, I'd be more rigid like yeah. that because I think that you will lose deals, but you'll probably gain a lot more because, you'll sign people up who otherwise may have wanted to string you along for a month or whatever, you know? Sure. Yeah. And it's been huge in our success too, is just getting way more solid deals. Cause as I go to a lot of these deals that are set up, I can always tell most of the time when people follow these things, especially like they got inside the home. First thing I know, um, if the, if the person comes outside, like steps outside their door, it doesn't open the door to let me in. I know that that person that set up the appointment didn't get in the home. Yeah. Because they're like stepping outside and they're saying, okay, yeah, what do you have to tell me? So, yeah, it's making sure they know that we're going to be sitting at the table. Um, like you said, getting the real usage, drilling down the exact appointment time. And that's just setting up the layup. I mean, you're yeah. talking half court shot and shot right. some layups. A lot of the deals I go to, yeah, they're just layups now just because mm-hmm. they follow the process. Yeah. And yeah, it's been really cool. It's just like basically like teaching the same process, 
like we've got the McDonald's, we know how to flip the burger, we know how to fry the fries. We're right. just teaching all the reps how to do it now. Right. Plug it in. Exactly. And yeah, they're having this ton of success with that as they just follow those steps. Exactly. But yeah, you'd be shocked how many people forget to do these five steps right. even still. So I right. think that's why the training is the same over it, and over and over. You're right. It's uh, I'll role play with people or I'll ask them, you know, which of the five rules they didn't follow. Mm-hmm. And it will, you know, and sometimes you're right. They didn't follow many. Yeah. Um, but the guys who are consistently having uh, not only a lot of appointments booked, but a lot of appointments kept and then a lot of closed deals mm-hmm. are, are doing these things. Yeah. And so um, I think sometimes, too, guys are afraid to do these things because, you know, it's it's like they, they like are just trying to do everything they can to get, yeah. you know, an appointment be set. And just hoping that, that that will go through. Yeah. And they're being way too delicate with it. And they're actually hurting themselves yeah. by trying to be delicate. And if they were to be more bold and to go through and follow these five rules and then work on being really clear, not hiding anything, but being straightforward, mm-hmm. um, they would have the result that the people are having that are doing these things. Yeah. They make a whole lot of money. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's been, I think, the big key. Any other? I guess, um, keys to su- success you've seen in the, the set or closer model we're doing around any other factors you've seen that have contributed a ton? Um, not really. It's my, I mean, I guess I would just say mainly just people doing their job yeah. and, and, uh, focusing on the things that they've gotten to be good at. Yeah. And then like, it's, it's people always, I mean, for the people who wonder like, you know, you know, should I hop around? Should I try to make more money somewhere else? Should I try to do this? Should I try to do that? And that happens at every single company out there. Because yeah, sure. um, there's always, you know, pros and cons to everywhere. Yeah. The the people who do the best are the people who just work on improving, you know, and they know the program and they know the people and they have the relationships and they understand the offer and the product and the, the program and the process and all that. Mm-hmm. And then they just work really hard. And yeah. so that that's what I would say is that, behind all of this the the real success i think is the ability to work hard yeah and when people do that it doesn't really matter i mean there's there's people in every industry at probably every company yeah who do fantastic you know and then they wouldn't at a different company even though someone might think they would you know and so the people who just work really hard and you know do their best um they're they're gonna make a ton of money yeah so sure yep and it's like you know, it's like Grant Cardone says, the grass isn't always greener. Just have success where you're at. Um, hustle out there. Follow what's been taught. And, yeah, I think that's the keys to having success. So, Rob, I know we're running short on time here. Um, I know you're not huge on social media or anything, but <laughs> is there any way people can connect with you besides, like, smoke signals or attaching it to a bird or anything? Any the bird's reason? my favorite. I get a couple of falcons showing up at the house a week, you know, <laughs> okay. some note. Okay. Um, no, I don't, uh, I don't have a, I really don't have social media. So okay. I'm not, you know, I'm not against it and you know, whatever. I just, I don't know. I'm like Marshawn. I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, if you want to hit Rob up, search him. I'm sure you can find his email somewhere if you want to, I don't know, hit him a question or hit me up and then I'll put you in touch with him if you want to connect him wherever you're off to. But uh, Rob, we appreciate you coming on the show today. I know you're a busy guy teaching all these solar pros out there. Any final words of wisdom you want to give to our solarpreneurs before we uh, say goodbye here? 
Uh, I think it's pretty cool that you have, you know, you have all these people listening to this podcast and I'm, I'm certainly proud of you. Thanks. Um, I think it's really neat. Um, and I think it's cool that people are trying to help each other out and, uh, grow the industry. Mm -hmm. I I really do think that solar is the future regardless of the tax credit. I think that, uh, I mean, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to have million mile long extension cords connecting a power plant to every single structure everywhere, yeah, true. you know, that's right. when you can just put rectangles on roofs and makes way more sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The only thing you're interrupting is like Santa's landing <laughs> spot, you know? Yeah, so, <laughs> so, uh, so, I mean, I think it's cool. I think, uh, um, it's a cool group, you know, yeah. and I, uh, I think that, uh, so much the future. That's awesome. We're out. Thanks for helping us add some value here today. And thanks for sharing the secrets and um yeah again if you want to connect with rob let me know and let us know of any questions and uh rob we'll talk to you soon thanks buddy wow what another amazing episode of the solarpreneur podcast now before we take off here do us a favor and go leave an honest review on your platform of choice or wherever you're listening to this podcast it helps us get the word out about the solarpreneur movement and impact more entrepreneurs, sales professionals, and marketers just like you. And hey, don't forget to head over to Facebook and join the Solarpreneur group for more daily content that's going to impact you and help you take your sales game to the next level. See you guys in the next episode.